This is the Unconventional Mentors Podcast. I'm Peter. And I'm Emily. In each episode, we'll be speaking with individuals who have inspired us. We focus on key points in their journeys, touching on challenges they've overcome to create happiness and success. We cover everything from health and fitness, tech, productivity, creativity, to mentorship. Now let's get into it. Today we're speaking to my good friend Bianca Fusion from The Green Bean and Baked Bean. We touch on mindful movement, food freedom, and how she got started. Hi, Bean. How's it going? <laughs> How's it, Dan? Hi. <laughs> this is so nice to be able to do this with you. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, well, me. thanks so much <laughs> for having me today. My pleasure. So I kind of want to just dry dive straight in and ask you if you could uh, give our listeners a little broad overview of baked bean and green bean and any other things that you're involved with at the moment. Okay, cool. Well, the baked bean is my first business that I started nearly seven years ago. And it revolves around a great big machine, a laser cutting machine. (laughs) and uh, yeah it's been a tool that has provided a lot of fun a lot of headaches a lot of heartache (laughs) as running your own business um, you know it comes with the territory Mm -hmm. but yeah so basically I create various bespoke custom-made items from various types of materials such as wood acrylic Um, we can even do paper and stuff like that and over the years we started as a home decor sort of gifting business and it sort of grew into something that started evolving uh, to bigger volume orders and catering towards the corporate gifting market for brands who were looking for something a little bit different and mm-hmm. not just your run-of-the-mill stuff that you can order online from China, and that you know nothing, nothing plastic, nothing, <laughs> you know all those sorts of things. So, yeah, we just offer a service that allows our clients to create, or rather, that allows clients to bring their vision to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has been super fun because we always just, up for the challenge. <laughs> and just to say that I know from firsthand experience how amazing, yeah, it's just absolutely incredible to see what things you can create out of wood. Every like being you have you know like all those wooden boards. So I was lucky yeah. enough to live with Bianca for a while, <laughs> be roommates, and um, all the little wooden boards that have like customized om nom noms and um special incense holders. yeah they're also amazing yeah so it's been fun it's also been so we actually actually we actually recently moved out of our workshop that we have been in for five years and yes so also another little fun fact which you may not know about the baked bean is that the workshop is in Johannesburg and I am lucky enough to live in Cape Town. So I work remotely. <laughs> Everything is based online. 
I do all the client interactions and my grandparents, bless them, are the people behind the machine and behind each product that you receive from the baked bean. They are That's 77 amazing. years old and ah! still going strong. <laughs> yeah, they're incredible. Um, they, yeah, they actually, this is a story for another day, I suppose. They <laughs> actually originally came from Austria uh, nearly 50 years ago, I think, or over 50 years ago now. And, wow. and yeah, so they've been here since then. And so they've got that you know, that perfectionism mm. in their blood. And so <laughs> our products, are, we super, you know, uh, we pride ourselves on our quality, on our customer service. We love going above and beyond for our, for our clients. And mm. yeah, it's really fun to create together. That's sort of mm. something that I've adopted is I'm not creating something for you. We are creating something together. And yeah, because especially when it's a client who comes with a specific idea in mind and they have this vision in their head and it's always just so wonderful to be able to bring it to life and then get their feedback. And mm. they're just like, oh, this is just so much better than I could have ever thought, you know. Um, so that's absolutely yeah. amazing that you guys are also a family, you know, like a family owned business. Um, yeah. How how's it felt, you know, like having them? It um, definitely had its challenges, but I mean, I wouldn't have gone through this process with anyone else. And I believe that I wouldn't be where I am today or rather where the business is today had it not been with them. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just, it's been a very special time of all of our lives to be able to work together. And of course, there's been lots of, tears and shouting and <laughs> frustration and things but I suppose that also just comes with the territory and high school yeah. situations and things like that but at yeah. the end of the day we all know that we love each other dearly and we are able to talk about everything very openly which has also been you mm. know really good in terms of a personal growth and relationship growth side of things is just being mm. able to really talk out your feelings and really know when you're in the wrong and being able to say so you know being able yeah. to be like I'm really sorry that I blew up about this um <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm super stressed for x y and z reason and I know that it doesn't excuse my behavior but I'm sorry you know and so it's just it's yeah it's also just I think something that I may take for granted as well being able to just ask for forgiveness later mm. <laughs> but, um, but yeah it's it's been a beautiful it's been a beautiful journey with them and yeah I also just know that I can or I know for sure that everything leaving our workshop is going to be of the utmost quality. I don't have to worry about that at all, knowing that it is in their hands, you know? Yeah, and it, it must be so incredible just to have that closed network where you, you know, like with businesses, I can imagine that must be one of the most frustrating things, depending on personalities, is like getting to a point of trusting people or knowing that you can be like, hey, 
<laughs> you're doing something or I've done something wrong, you know, yeah. or I've messed this up. So it must be so amazing. I think that's probably also what just for me and and knowing your family on a personal yeah. level, like knowing how how strong you guys also all are in yourselves and as a unit. Like I feel like that's such a a key, you know, talking businesses in general, you know, it's it's a um it's amazing to witness to see that kind of thing with your your family. Like I, I don't know how did, when you started was it always going to be a family thing or do you think it would have been you know others or like outsiders yeah so actually funny story about that baked bean has not always been the baked bean before before the baked bean sort of was birthed shall we call it that um i was involved with another business partner and we sort of had a very different vision of what we were going to do we we still had a we had a laser cutting machine, but the idea was more—the um, idea was more around interior decor, refurbishment type of things. And yeah, it was a, it was just a different time and a different vision and a different chapter, you know. And then that partnership dissolved, and I was left with the the laser cutting machine and this business to run and make work because you know, at the end of the day, I couldn't just let it dissolve and fall flat. We had a lot of startup debt and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I just needed to make a plan. And yeah, that's sort of where the baked bean came to life. Um, Mm. It was just this hard pivot. (laughs) And I just started making things for for the home, Um, you know, like coasters and placemats and you know random little things and just taking on people's requests uh, as wild and wonderful as they were I would just (laughs) gladly take on any work that was given to me and I think that's also where the growth journey happened um, because I was Mm. continuously pushing boundaries or continuously challenging myself to creating new things Mm. also because I wasn't I'm not trained in this field. Um, I've I never trained to be, or I never studied to be a graphic designer or anything like that. I sort of just taught myself the program and ha- have learned through trial and error, lots of errors. <laughs> um, but I've sort of just learned through through that journey. So I think that yeah, when it came to that hard pivot from the one company or the one business to the other it needed to be sort of um, streamlined, but at the same time, it was only a year and a half or so of business with the other company. So we didn't have such a strong following and stuff like that. So it made the transition towards the baked bean easier, um, Mm. I I would Mm. say. And um, yeah, an exciting time. Um, I mean, there's been many times where I've... (laughs) wanted to throw in the towel and just be like I can't handle it anymore um but yeah but it is still something that brings me joy and you know gets me up in the morning and is exciting especially when things are changing all the time and clients are like ah well can you do this can you do this what about this what about that you know and it's like yeah okay cool let's do it um but yeah I think also speaking Speaking with you now at this very stage of the baked beans life is also a turning point. 
um, as we're also going to have to start making a lot of changes going into the new year. Um, and it will be the end of a family era. I'm so yeah, coming long story round back to your question. Um, in terms of you know, so no, it wasn't always supposed to be family run. Yeah, my my Oma, she sort of stepped in when the whole business transition happened, just as a helping mm-hmm. hand. And we've had other people um, come in and out, but also, you know, with fluctuating the fluctuating uh, market, shall I say, we haven't always been able to support um, more employees. So we've sort of kept our costs down by just keeping it family run and just having you know this micro unit at the end of the day it's three people who run the big scene um, me and my grandparents um, and of course I can't forget my mom she's definitely <laughs> a huge a huge person but in terms of day to day you know like nine to five it's, it's my grandparents and myself and mm-hmm. and yeah so but yeah now you know also just with age and all of those sorts of things it is we are having to sort of make decisions and look towards the next chapter for Baked Bean and what does that look like? And it is very scary um, sort of now relinquishing control from your family unit to strangers who have no idea about your your ethos or your vision and stuff Mm. like that and trying to trying to um, communicate what your values are for your business and what's important to you and for your clients and yes. trying to make someone else buy into that, um, you know, because, yeah, we are quite a ridiculous company <laughs> in terms of, you know, like if if people need something tomorrow, we will you know do do everything in our power (laughs) for it to happen by tomorrow obviously within reason but you know there's I remember in the early days of the business literally you know setting a timer throughout the evening um throughout the night (laughs) like doing two 24 hours you know a 48 hour sort of shift to get a job done and just sleeping with you know little alarm (laughs) You know, intermittent sleeping, shall I say? Um, so yeah. What do you What do you think gave you that that like motivation or that kick to do mm-hmm. that? I think. But where it, do you think it comes from? Cool. I think because this is, you know, the responsibility is all on your shoulders when it's your yeah. business, and if you drop the ball, it's it's on you you know Mm -hmm. so if you if you turn out a bad product if you let a client down that's on you it's not on anyone else you have no one else to blame you have no one else to shirk the responsibility to it's totally all on you so I think and I think also at that time you know financially you know, finance is always a motivating factor, especially as a small business, you know, you need to make ends meet, you have to pay salaries, you also have to live yourself, you have bills to pay, all of that sort of thing. So, you know, when, when a beautiful, like order comes through, and you're like, yeah, totally, we can do it. And then you realize the reality of (laughs) the time that it's going to take to complete that order, 
you're like, oh no, okay, I now have to pull a rabbit out the hat, you know, and we have, yeah. we've done that. We've also done things where we have personally driven down a whole order to Durban to deliver to, <laughs> to like, so like this big event and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, but it's been exciting, you know, and I think also yeah. a part of me, I'm a last minute.com type of person myself. <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> so I, if, even if I have a whole month to do something the day yeah. before I need to do it, like, yeah. I will do it, you know? And, and so I think a part of me also thrives underneath that pressure and a part of me actually enjoys it as much as yes. in the moment it feels stressful. And like, you know, I think a part of me enjoys that sort of adrenaline, um, mm from from these like deadlines and you know <laughs> that sort of thing so yeah um yeah it's interesting think, yeah. that we do that here yeah it's really it's, interesting that we do this to ourselves it's so bizarre it's so bizarre and, um my bean how did or when did green bean um ah, yes. come I mean I, I feel like you know with the the things uh being been I say been but maybe for for people that don't know you Bianca, Bianca. And I have, um, <laughs> um we've we've had our fair share of, of of nerding out over a bunch of um it's maybe one of our first loves together is the definitely. health and wellness definitely. <laughs> industries and being able to talk for hours um <laughs> and I mean yeah it's such a natural part of of uh, I mean how I view you as a person and as a friend that you just have like this in this knowledge or this this interest in so when did it become something that you wanted to pursue a yeah. bit more full-time awesome. awesome question <laughs> so <laughs> <Thank> uh, <laughs> a little background so obviously I think by now you have gathered that a nickname of mine is Bean and um, <laughs> so just to put everything in context um, in context uh, the baked bean the name of the baked bean sort of came about as this creative alter ego you can put any assumption behind that as you will <laughs> um, so yeah so the baked bean is my creative alter ego and that's sort of where that all linked with the laser cutting business and the, that creation side of things and then the green bean um, is sort of, yeah, like Chantal mentioned, the sort of interest in health and wellness. And that started for me from a really, really early age. Um, I danced as a child. So, you know, being active was has always been a part of who I, you know, of my whole journey through life. And, yeah. and I suppose with that comes, your awareness of um, how eating influences your energy or your health. Um, And then also my dad got sick when I was very young. I think I was 12 years old when he was first diagnosed with with cancer. And that sort of sent our whole family on a (laughs) health (laughs) journey Um, often I've spoken about this with my mom loads of times and just saying, you know, when I think back to how I ate as a child, it was terrible. Like, you know, as like a young child, you know, it was, I mean, we had a a sweet cupboard or like a a treat (laughs) cupboard in the house and it wasn't like our treats that we indulge in now, you know, like chips and sweets and, you know, just all the refined, highly processed 
stuff that now we're like, oh my gosh, if I have a child, <laughs> yeah. they're never eating that yeah. type of thing, you know, because we know what the impact on 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 our bodies and on our mm-hmm. health essentially. And I think also <clears throat> just in terms of the health journey, it's very difficult to to try and tell someone about it and be like, if you do this, you're going to feel amazing. You know, it's definitely an experience journey. You have to go through it yourself to understand the impact on, on, on you, on your body, Mm -hmm. on your mood, Mm -hmm. on your energy, you know? So it's, it's a difficult one, this health, this health thing. But when you find someone like Santal and I, found each other <laughs> you can literally nerd out for hours about it and, um, we won't nerd out for hours about it now um but, but we could uh, yeah but we could um maybe that's a podcast for another day um, podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah when I left school I had it in my head that I wanted to go and study medicine and so I went to this and started that journey and ended up getting really sick um in that first year and I actually really didn't enjoy my first year of varsity it I suppose yeah um throughout my life you know western medicine not that I discounted by any means it definitely has its place within Mm. everyone's life and within society and it's done great things um but personally, I've had some strange and scary experiences with it. And, mm. you know, my mom was also always into like homeopathy and alternative sort of healing modalities, especially uh, once my dad was diagnosed. You know, we were on the search for different ways of health and vitality and all of that sort of thing. So that yeah. also opened my mind to different ways of healing. And I suppose when I left school, I was, you know, like, I want to help people heal. And I Mm -hmm. thought at the time that that was, that was the medicine route and to be a doctor. And when that sort of, yeah, so that just ended with me being sick. And I decided not to start again the following year. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I sort of, yeah, went on a bit of a creative journey and that's sort of where Baked Bean came in. Um, but the health the health side of things has always just been part of me and part of my personal journey. And, yeah. you know, getting myself off of um, synthetic medications and hormones such as the pill and various mm-hmm. antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds and you know, all these different things that I've gone through and also just different ways of eating because I also struggled with a whole bunch of um, food intolerances. And so Mm. that was sort of the journey for myself personally of finding different ways of eating healthy in inverted commas, you know, but in an exciting way because, say, my poor father when he was sick, you know, it was all like, you know, health, health, and health was this picture of, you know, a grilled chicken breast and steamed broccoli. And (laughs) (laughs) 
that was what was deemed healthy and it was boring you know like let's mm. be serious that's boring it's not yeah. you don't look forward to your grilled chicken breast and steamed broccoli every day you know that's not <laughs> that's not exciting and so and now it's like the 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 raw purely raw yes. salads with yes. no sauce nothing it's exactly like the, exactly the current yeah yeah exactly ideology. yeah exactly so it was more just this exploration of because I'm a huge foodie, I love food, um, and so, yeah, I I sort of went on this journey of trying to, you know, recreate, and I also, from since I was a kid, I loved cooking, and so it was just sort of bringing those two things together, my current, you know, my then current nutritional needs with my love of cooking and sort of just experimenting and figuring out different ways of preparing foods um and you know going through all the phases of also mm. you know experimenting with vegetarianism and veganism and you know all those sorts of things and right now as i stand because i've gone through all these different extreme spaces i've realized yeah. that extremism is <laughs> not sustainable nor enjoyable and so mm. i enjoy more of a flexible way of of eating and stuff and that's also been very beneficial on my health as well as my mental health because i think you know mm. food can definitely become this thing this mental game exactly. um, and so, yeah, it's, you know, also having gone to an all-girls school and, you know, we can talk about this for ages, I suppose, you know, all these things of yeah. weight and body image and self-love oh, totally. and all yeah. of those different things coming into it and being challenged or, you know, viewed through just one particular sort of point of reference as opposed to looking at it holistically and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, also just... um yeah, that whole sort of journey, you know, and and then starting to cook for friends and, you know, talking to friends about food or mm. not not only at like now I'm isolating food because I'm also sitting in my kitchen. And so I suppose I'm <laughs> inspired by, by what I'm looking at, but also just in terms of, you know, just finding different ways to heal. I feel like, mm. you know, I went through through school um with with people who if they had an itchy throat or something they would go to the doctor and then it would be antibiotics yeah. and then it would be you know and it's yeah. like I feel like that's very much a part of society is you feel sick you go to the doctor they put you on antibiotics instead mm. of trying different approaches and natural approaches and you know like different kinds of remedies and um yeah mm. just trying something a little bit differently and also I mean I mean I haven't taken antibiotics in sure four years now maybe I don't know maybe a bit longer and it's all because you, you build up your body's natural immunity and and strength you know and yeah. so yeah I mean so I don't even know if I've answered your question properly or if I've just gone off on a tangent <laughs> I think I think you know it's it, you totally have the questions are, are just uh, are merely there to you know get to know you better and, and to, for people to understand why you do what you do and I think you've said it so beautifully because 
even just the last part that you're saying, I mean, you realize, because I mean, that's something we share is, is something similar, you know, and trying yes. to find ways of, of, of healing oneself that's that's more to the cause of it or understanding the core mm. and, and questioning. I guess that's that's something definitely um, that I that stands out also in your story is, is is asking yourself these questions that can help you find alternative ways to just what you you're taught or just what society says. And it's not to say that at the end of the day, the first thing someone might've given you advice of is the right thing, but like finding, you know, researching these things to know what's true for you. Um, so I, sure. I think what, yes. what you're doing um, is amazing. Also to mention your, so beans bringing, um her food freedom <laughs> to life to the world soon so could you maybe tell us a little bit about that yes um yeah so <laughs> when lockdown struck also yeah lockdown struck and sort of um allowed me space and time to put a bit more energy into green bean because it has been something that I've been wanting to get into um more career-wise for for ages, but I've always just used the baked bean as the safety net and this excuse, you know, not to pursue mm. uh, something a little bit different. But uh, lockdown for me was a blessing in that sense and that it really opened up the space to allow me to focus in on that. And I have been doing uh, various lifestyle and health coaching courses um, and I suppose I feel like I've been, you know, coaching friends and family for many years already. So I feel like it's just a natural sort of, you know, path to go down. And so, yeah, so as Chantal mentioned, I put together a program called Food Freedom. And it is a 12-week program. You can opt in for four weeks, for eight weeks, or for the full 12 weeks. Um, and it is all based on a nifty little app and it offers daily accountability and check-ins for yourself and daily little lessons. Each day sort of covers something a little bit different and it takes about 10 to 15 minutes per day just to read about something, to check in with yourself. Um, and ultimately, it is a little bit of... Um, sharing my food journey and how how I've come to change my relationship with food and health and mindfulness and all sorts of things it's like it's a it's a fully loaded little package Chantel's actually been mm. one of my guinea pigs so I she can maybe say. also share <laughs> she can also share some little some insights into it um but yeah I'm really really excited to uh, start sharing it with with people and um, hopefully being able to add value to their lives through this program mm -hmm. to help people just, you know, pause and really learn to listen to the body. Because I think for me, yeah, that's been one of the, the major things throughout my, my life up until now has been to really listen to listen mm. to the body and to understand what it's telling me, understand when I need to push, when I need to rest, when I need to eat, when I need to fast, you know, like all those sorts yeah. of things. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that this is what the Food Freedom Program offers um, mm. people. And, yeah, it's, it's, way, it's 
way more it's not just about food shall i say mm. it's um it's no. about it's about food but it's not about the food you know um but yeah stance if you want to say a little bit yeah. about your experience I, i think having done um the first two parts one of my favorite aspects of it is this thing of um the scale that you also created yeah <laughs> and and just speaking how we were earlier about you know I mean, even this whole podcast being there, we wanting to touch more on that thing of personal personal growth and personal development and how many things come into that. And I think um, the scale of zero to 10 that Bean has on this Food Freedom app, where you check in for yourself because everybody's, and I think this is where that uniqueness of our individuality, both in, you know, health and what we need and in, in so many different fields, you know, exists, is that you can you kind of start to see, I feel like it's a perfect way, especially like how lockdown was, you know, you all of a yeah. sudden, <laughs> all your, all your patterns, all your habits are just kind of right there with you mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they're bound to come. And it's like your low days are bound to come, whether that's your thoughts or whether that's your, your eating habit or whatever it is, you know? So I, th- I think for me, it was a really, nice accountability um to check in yeah um because i feel like you know even if you just have the slightest curiosity about maybe making your health that little bit better this is something really cool to do to get yourself there to get that like what does it mean to check in with myself what does it mean to ask myself the question how do i actually feel today um yeah. and and going back to that scale thing of like what is a really bad day for me um, like Bean and I were messaging the one day and Bean was like, how's it going? And I said, Bean, it's been so long. And cause I, I, I mean, I, I just personal diet wise, I, I mean, I think most people think I'm probably vegan or something like that, but I don't really <laughs> eat meat. And I was like, Bean, I've had crumb chicken and chips. It's a day zero, <laughs> you know, and like, it was just such an obvious moment for me. Who's also someone similar to you that's had to come into that thing of balance and and um re-establishing that relationship so i think it's an amazing program to take yourself through to just for yourself it doesn't measure you against anyone else and being also does this thing which she asks you what your you know like what do you want to achieve um because we all do you know like some people may want to gain weight some people want to lose weight some people just want to be more toned some people just actually want to feel better and I mean, it's easy for us to say who maybe, you know, have been researching and in this in this field for so long of like knowing that, oh, no, we don't want to eat this because it's because it's, you know, gluten free or sugar free. And then getting to a point where you know that, okay, at some point you might mess mess up, you know, whatever that is. Um, (laughs) So I I think just having spoken to you also about it on many of our our conversations of this thing. (laughs) Of, of reaching a, a balance and, and knowing that that food and, and health doesn't have to be this major stressor. So yes. I don't know if it was your intention with the food freedom, but I, I really like the, the name as well, because I think it's like maybe 90% of the time you're eating like a super clean diet. And then you have one day that you're on holiday with your family. Um, like you were saying, that this is coming out, I think it's great timing. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming out just before the, the the holidays, where you know you might have these pressures, or you might actually just want to not think about what restrictions you're putting on a diet and just like eat freely. But then within that, how can you remain conscious and 
and know that you're doing something for yourself, you know? Um, for sure. So, like what you have. So Bean also has these things of, of you building a habit each week. So I think it's, um, yeah, it's a really, really cool program. You should check it out. <laughs> and that's going to be via the Green Bean Life. Yes. Where can we find it? So um, I just wanted to touch on a few things that you said there um, in terms of like that before saying where you can find it, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you mentioned that thing of the scale and um, yeah, so this continuum from like naught to 10, you know, and I think, and like Chantal said, trying to find the sort of balance um, and the whole program is about moving away from this all or nothing mm. mindset that we often have, you know, especially when it comes to diet or exercise or something like that. You're like, you know, if you have to eat super clean, you've got to eat super clean all the time. And then if you eat mm. one chip, then you're like, oh, well, <laughs> it's done. It's done. I'm going to eat the whole bag of chips and the cake and the cookies or whatever it is for you. You know, we obviously all have our different triggers and yeah, but it is, it's, it's that, it's exploring your triggers, your habits, um, and trying to just put something on a continuum for you so that you can see that it hasn't been your worst day. It maybe has been a level three day or a level mm -hmm. five day, but most days you have a level eight or nine day, you know? So mm -hmm. it's also just learning to gauge with on this, within this continuum instead of this all or nothing um, mm. type of thing. And yeah, again, what Chantal was saying about the habits, it's just focusing on one habit a week because often when we want to make change, we try to make change in every aspect all at once. And that's especially just not sustainable. <laughs> especially as overachievers. You exactly. Know, one all, all at once. Yeah, everything must happen all at once and it must be perfect. And that um, also, you know, through life and whatever, you start to learn that that's not sustainable. It's not healthy. And that is okay. It's totally normal. You know, um, change is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And I think that's also the thing here is to learn uh, tools to be able to make change something long term and sustainable and part of the way you think as opposed to a quick fix. Sweet, I'm going to lose. 10 kilos in three months or however whatever yeah. it is you know it's also taking the focus away from something like weight um mm. and and mm. choosing to to uh look at yourself and evaluate yourself in more ways than just how much you weigh on the scale um but yeah so that's going to be available through the green bean life i will be doing a little bit um more of a content um push on that on our instagram 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 page um which is a uh, green bean life and yeah and then um i'll also just put a little form together where people can input their details such as their name email address and phone number and then i can send them some more info we'll have a little you know consultation and whatnot and go from there so yeah I'm excited. amazing <laughs> so i'm so excited I, and we'll we'll um link it through in our show notes <laughs> after awesome. this potty and i i just to kind of go back on 
on talking about, you know, growing up and things, um, seeing as though this is the Unconventional Mentors podcast, um, yes. speaking of mentors, um, I would love to know from you if anyone pops to mind that, that you know, like of mentors or someone who's just given you advice, you know, that you've found really crucial to to you in in terms of like your growth and your and your personal success um because obviously that's different for everybody but like is there anyone or, or people that that have given you this kind of um advice or pillar that you've been able to apply to your life yes for sure so two people popped into my mind um both who have been involved in my life since i was very young uh, one of them was my childhood psychologist, or is, shall I say. Um, she, well, no, she was my childhood psychologist, but I have seen her throughout the years, um, and she has definitely become a huge mentor in my life. Uh, her name is Ilza, and um, she is an incredible, incredible woman um, who has sort of, you know, I think she sort of started, uh, she influenced me in the way of, exploring this idea of personal growth and questioning things and looking at things a little bit differently um and then another another very special and important person in my life is Dr. Brink <laughs> people Dr. might laugh who know me because Dr. Brink he's yeah he's just <laughs> one of the greatest humans <laughs> in my life and um he is he's a, a GP but a, a specialist GP and he has he was the first doctor who took uh, blood from me when I was little and it required about like five doctors to hold me down for him to take oh, this blood <laughs> um, but yeah so you know we bonded through that experience <laughs> um, but yeah no it's he is an incredible man he as much as he's within the western medicine field he is so open-minded and so open to my ways of of healing modalities you know and as I've grown older I've been able to have these conversations with him about how I like I will always go to him there's no doubt about it if I'm not well or need a checkup or whatever I will mm. always go to him but he knows that I won't you know he, he'll talk to me about what I sort of feel that I need or want or the way forward in a more natural a more natural sort of path as opposed to a western medicine path and yeah mm. he's just incredible he's you know we've had loads of conversations together and um, he's just really inspiring also just forever on the quest to to finding new ways of healing and at the moment you know there's amazing studies that he's doing um I don't know if I'm allowed to mention these things but you know you like de like definitely <laughs> definitely alternative ways of healing uh you know in terms of the use of ketamine and mushrooms and you know all of yeah. that type of thing and he's just yeah he's just one of my best humans ever and super inspiring and I know that I can always go to him if I mm. need some advice or you know, if I'm like, I just really need a medical opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I need you know, to contact. Is, is, this, is this okay? You know, so yeah, it's it's great. Those those are my peeps. Yeah. <laughs> As 
we near the end of the show, I've got a couple of um, fun questions, funky fun questions for you um, so that our listeners can get to know you <laughs> even just that little bit. First one, what's your favorite song or playlist at the moment that you, well, that gets you kind of in the mood for being productive or focused or just, you know, like one of those really feel good songs that make you want to achieve a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> achieve greatness. <laughs> um, so, oh, sure. I find it difficult to answer these questions, but so I don't necessarily have a favorite song um, or like at the moment or anything like that, but um, like an 80s playlist always gets me in the move or in the move in the mood always like gives me a bit of energy especially yeah like if I'm feeling sluggish and down and I just need some energy to pop me you know like then then I put on a good old little 80s playlist Spotify is a treat and uh, <laughs> and that always um just gives me a little bit of energy and gets me in the mood to work but um yeah, I actually don't really listen to music whilst I'm working often. Um, it's more so when my boyfriend comes home and he's like, do you not listen to anything whilst you're working? You know, it's like silent here. Um, and they, But I really do enjoy listening to like organic house or just, you know, um, lo-fi as well is also nice. Just something mm -hmm. in the background. Um you know, if I yeah. do listen to something whilst working, but to get me in it, you know, to pump up that energy and get me in the mood. Yeah. Some Good choice. Some Good choice. Can result fun. into dancing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then the second thing is, <laughs> yeah. what is the last book that you've read that you've resonated with um, or that's made you feel something? It can even be like Harry Potter, you know? Um, <laughs> okay. So the last book that I read, well, yeah, the one that really resonated with me mm. was Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Mm. Uh, a heavy read, um, but definitely insightful. Um, and again, one of those ones to just like check your perspective, you know, um, and he deals with human suffering and conditioning and that sort of thing. He's a psychologist or a psychiatrist um, who was involved in the Holocaust. Uh, he's a Holocaust survivor. Definitely highly recommended. Shanta, I think you've also read this book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, highly Quite recommended. Yeah, so, yeah, that one was a good one just to, yeah, again, you know, when you need mm. when you need a shift in perspective and just to check yourself, that's yeah. a good book. And it's a short one. So you can even read it in a day if you really feel like, you know, <laughs> yeah. cuddling up on one of these cold days. You can definitely yeah, it's nice get, to have those get little, that one through. Yeah, like, smaller it's a good books one. that you feel like you, but that still give you something. It's... Definitely, and you can always you can yeah. always go back to yeah. it often. You know, um, another short book. Sorry, I know this is not really part of the question, but another short book that was also really cool, uh, which you can go to often. Also very insightful. Yes, uh, Tuesday with read Mari. That one. What's it about? Also a wonderful book. Okay. It's it's um, about this. So it was a university professor and an old student. And I can't remember now 
what happened to the professor, but he was sick. He was basically like on his deathbed. I can't remember exactly what was wrong with him now. Sorry, my information retention with, with books okay. that I read like two years ago. So, um, <laughs> but it was just about the lessons that this old university student um, would have with his old college professor. He would go and visit him every Tuesday um, and just have these different conversations with him um, mm. about life, you know, and yeah the the professor basically became bedridden and so it was also just this whole journey of like you know what it's like towards the end and what perspectives and and um things you can gain from learning from someone who's going sure. towards the end of their life so also a, you know not as heavy as um yeah. man search for meaning but also definitely highly recommended also a short book and it does make you feel very warm inside after you've read it gotta go read yeah. Tuesdays, Tuesdays with Mari, with Mari. <laughs> um, and then number three is what's yeah. your favorite drink or snack at the moment okay so <laughs> super boring super boring in terms of the drink front but I always have uh, just a couple of pieces of sliced up ginger put into my cup with some hot water uh, I love it in winter because ginger also has that warming sort of feeling so that is and I don't yeah. really enjoy drinking cold drinks yeah. especially when it's winter um tea is a huge favorite but um you know when I'm feeling lazy and don't feel like making a pot of tea then I just slice up some ginger and put it in my cup and fill it up with hot water and that's great, that great for those throats um, the <laughs> yes exactly you know you can also get creative with it throw in some mint leaves and lemon and honey it's also delicious but when I'm yeah when I'm really lazy or not lazy I just really enjoy <laughs> hot water and ginger <laughs> snack um, snack, snack. Hmm, my snack <laughs> I'm just trying to think what yo yeah in terms of talking dietary related my level has been probably between <laughs> Three and five. Kind of being honest. I've said something earlier. <laughs> um, yeah, we're being honest. We're being honest here. Um, so at the moment, actually, and this isn't even bad at all. So, um, but one of my favorite snacks at the moment has been sourdough with um, peanut butter and date syrup. Don't know if you know date syrup, but that stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. is delicious. <laughs> It's so good. And I'm also a tahini fan. So if I run out of peanut butter, then it's usually sourdough with Oof. tahini and date syrup. It makes it super oh caramelly and like nutty <laughs> and delicious. And then otherwise it's peanut butter and date, <laughs> date syrup on sourdough. Love sourdough. <laughs> when you have that, there's nothing quite like, you know, like when we're finding alternatives for gluten-free Fred, Fred bread there there seems when sourdough like came onto my radar it's the first bread in a while that I've had that like has that also that when you get a good one that like soft if you toast it it's like soft and fresh exactly it's so delicious and <laughs> yes, doesn't leave you that's what bloated we like. and feeling icky it's just like 
Also, a little fun fact, Dr. Brink is also a mad sourdough baker. Like he makes the most insane sourdough bread and he actually sells it in his practice. So if you live in Joburg, find out where Dr. Brink and Associates is. It's in four ways. And he sells um, his home baked sourdough bread, which he gets up every morning to bake. And it is insane he he was actually doing an experiment of <laughs> like basically his diet reduced to like sourdough with various toppings and like soup and yeah he was also like it was also crazy um so yeah sourdough love the sourdough that's my go-to snack at the moment especially being winter and it being cold and then once you know like wanting wholesome you do heavy need those food. carbs in winter yeah sourdough <laughs> Um, and then yeah, a, a exactly, last one is exactly. what's your most habitual routine that you feel like you wouldn't be able to go more than three days a week without doing like exercise drinking tea without. yeah I was gonna say I'm um, moving my body in yeah. some way for sure like I know that sometimes that can also become a uh, negative and toxic space so you just got to watch yourself as well but um, for me to move my body in some way every day is vital for my mental health. So whether that's, you know, just taking the dogs for a 10 minute walk or for a longer walk or doing yoga or resistance training or strength training Mm. or going for a run, just, you know, finding ways that makes you feel excited and wanting to move. Um, Yeah. Moving is something that I definitely <laughs> cannot go <laughs> um, three days yeah. without, like purposeful movement, you know, not just walking to and from the bathroom and the kitchen and the couch and stuff, like getting outside and, um, you know, moving or, yeah, doing something to get the blood pumping and a little bit of sweat maybe sometimes, although yeah. it's not always needed, you know. I also really enjoy a slow yoga flow. Um, Amazing. And so, uh, actually speaking, yeah. now that we're speaking of movement, <laughs> maybe we can end the show on um, the fact that Bean also gives some kick-ass classes um, that I was lucky enough to um, be part <laughs> of in the beginning when my internet was more stable. Um, and and it's working. everything from <laughs> if you feel like just slow moving, Bean, you do um flow yogas and she does yeah, yeah. You can maybe tell she also does some toning yeah for sure so this was also just inspired through lockdown and um, it started off with just yoga in the mornings and now it's sort of fleshed out a little bit more so yeah so there is yoga from Monday through to Saturday um, Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays in the morning at 7 a.m and Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6.20 p.m. And then on a Saturday, which will be changing from September, it will be the last Saturday of the month at 10 a.m. Um, those will be the yogas. The yogas. <laughs> the yogas. That's, those are the yoga classes. And, uh, yeah, we sort of delve into different things, Um I was trained in Hatha yoga, but I've sort of found my own way of doing things. So it's a little bit different. Come try out if you want to. It's all online. It's via Zoom. Um, I'm sure yeah. we can put the the link in the show notes for the booking platform. And you can go pick a, pick a class that you're keen to join. And then also something that I have loved 
more than I thought <laughs> I would. Um, <laughs> I started these uh, sweat sessions as well, just for some more, you know, sweaty, sweaty general fitness training as opposed to just the yoga. And uh, we sort of, I've been experimenting with yoga inspired workouts. So that's what the sweat sessions are now based around um, and those run on uh, from Monday to Thursday and on a Thursday we have a surprise sweat sesh so if you're keen come join the surprise you won't know what you got till you I get there <laughs> um, but yeah they they heaps of fun it's become like a little family um, and just a lovely way to you know if exercising mm. is a mission for you it's just really nice to be able to do it in your in the comfort of your own home you still have that accountability with a live class and you can interact with friends and other people you know on the class and we're all just in it together we're just a bunch of friends um well we've all become friends you know um through this whole process and yeah, it's lovely. Hopefully one day we'll do a meetup, but it might be difficult for the people who are joining in from the UK and Joburg and stuff, but we might have to do a Cape Town meetup soon. But yeah, it's also been amazing because people have joined in from all over the world, um, from amazing. Australia and England and obviously South Africa. So it's been a heap of fun. I'm absolutely loving it. And yeah, definitely come and try it out get the blood pumping or slow down and yeah whatever whatever you need come choose a class it will be fun <laughs> if anyone is interested and even if you're just curious definitely go try out a class and we'll we'll give all the links below whether you are needing a customized laser cutting project or a yoga or nutrition <laughs> plan being is your goal um thank you so so much for um being on the podcast today it was really really nice to get to do this yeah thanks for the chat it was awesome and yeah i hope your listeners enjoyed it too and looking forward Yay. to creating some things get looking forward to moving looking forward to yeah just sharing i suppose thank you dean i'll see you soon thank I'll you see you soon I'll see you so soon, sooner than you think. <laughs> Thank you for listening. For future episodes, click subscribe or follow us under Unconventional Mentors on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time. <laughs>